Welcome to the Lifting Lindsay podcast. Today I have another Lindsay on here, Lindsay Matthews. And Hi. <laughs> you guys know her as Trainer Lindsay. Yeah. Did you have any other names on Instagram ever? No, I've been Trainer Lindsay since 2013. Okay, so a long yeah. time. Yeah. Okay, guys, I I met Lindsay. Well, first I, I Well, I I stalked you on Instagram. You did? First because yes, I did because I oh. was just getting into fitness and okay. here Lindsay, oh, trainer Lindsay. Oh, what year was this? Uh When was this? I can't even remember. Uh Was it 14, 13, I'm trying to remember now. It was right after Hazel was born. Okay. And you were with iFit? Ideal Fit, yep. Ideal Fit, that's right. Uh iFit is my sister, but Ideal Fit. And you were such a big deal. You were like the star. And then we started going to Lifetime and it was like, Alex, oh my gosh, Lindsay. Lindsay's here. And I would watch you like record stuff like you would, I, I still, let me share this. I still hate you. No. Years later, I still hate to record it. It's uncomfortable. I, do you know what? I have stepped away from it a lot lately because I'm just like, I just want to get in and, and do my thing. And sometimes when I pull out my phone, I try to do it like nonchalant. Like I'll grab my phone. Yeah. And I like, I, Yes, like exactly. Like my water has it propped up. It straight up. Like I know. It's it's the worst view in the world. But I don't want to interrupt other people's. I don't want to draw a lot of attention. And but I still remember you sharing like your your big tip with me. You're like. Awesome, actually, Lindsay. You were like, tell me, I'm so nervous. You, <laughs> you were like, oh my gosh. Okay, now I've built this up way too much, but I remember, I remember, like your assistant was recording you at Lifetime. It was at a, it was at a, no, no, no. It was a really quiet time. Lindsay was so, you were so considerate because you didn't go. I remember it was just dead. It was seriously like me, you, and like three other people at Lifetime, and. Yeah. So you went there at a dead time and you told me <laughs> you left, went to the bathroom and changed your tank top. And then you're like, I need to change it up. I can't be doing all of them. Biggest secret. <laughs> yes, it's true. So now, you know, the same outfit, you know, whatever. What's funny is I was like, that is brilliant. So later Later, when I had my gym in my basement and I was doing all of my recordings, yeah. did you Lindsay, change? You, I, of course I did. Oh, I I changed you, life, see? <laughs> you changed my fitness life. I'm so grateful. Yeah. And I now, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that too. But, oh, anyways, no, uh, no, I've always been inspired by you. Oh, um, thank you as like a creator in the fitness space, uh, I watched you, uh, we both leaned down. You did a competition. I just did a photo shoot. I wasn't brave enough. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I remember 
you did a lot of shows one right after another. I did. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're going to get in and talk about that because that's yeah. has partly to do with our story. But we both, I, I have Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism. And I remember my T3 levels just dropping uh, to a very unhealthy place. Okay. Yeah. Because it was that very last. It's that... It's always the last bit yep, of body fat yeah. that takes so much and people don't, don't get that. Right. It takes so much. Mm-hmm. And so I was really, and, and I was with a coach that I love and respect, but uh, I would never do things like that again. Mm-hmm. I was newer. I didn't realize yeah. that we were pushing in a place now that we shouldn't have. Sure. And I remember having to get my medicine really adjusted because I was having some, my Hashimoto's was really flaring up. And then I remember talking to you and you were having some similar experiences. So I'm just going to hand the mic over to you real, really fast. And just tell us that story. What, what happened? Yeah. So it's in 2018. So I had competed, um, you know, I've actually competed since 2009 and off and on took a year off here and there. It wasn't straight. Um, but in 2018, I was like, okay, I want to do this again just for fun. I, I intended to do one show. Isn't that everyone's famous last words? <laughs> I competed with Alex in Idaho. Do you remember? Yes. Yes. yes I remember. Uh-huh. And so that actually wasn't going to be the original show. So I was going to, I started in January. I started prepping. Um, the show was, I was going to do the Utah show in June was the plan. One show. But then, as, of course, as you get closer, you're like, well, show, competition day is fun. Like, let's do another one. So I actually did one um, the week before. So those were going to be the only two. Only two. Did those two. Uh, if I remember right, I won both of I won my classes in both of them. And, of course, I was like, well, let's go to nationals. You know, of course, like the judges are like, yeah. you should go to nationals, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, okay, I want to keep going. And. And well, then, you looked amazing. Like I remember watching you in Idaho and you have stage presence. You just you. looked incredible. And so I could imagine the hype of, and the, the high of doing so well. Yes. And of and course, why not stop. just keep going? I mean, it's kind of human nature, right? I mean, especially yeah. if you're competitive with yourself, you know? And so I was already stage lean. And so I was like, well, let's just hold it, you know? And so to... To give people an idea, just, um, I, I mean, I'll say my weights, but I don't want to make, have that mean anything about anyone else, just to kind of see where I, yeah. you know. So I've always kind of maintained 140 to one, you know, or low 140s after all my babies, after previous competitions. That's just kind of like my body's happy weight, you know, set point, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. Um, I was down to the low 120s, um, five, six. And, um, I decided to keep competing. I mean, this could be a long story, but I won't keep, I won't make it super long. I ended up competing all summer. My last competition was, um, I think it was Labor Day weekend. It was the very beginning of September and I was one sixteen on show day. So very, very. Tiny. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I remember after that competition, uh, I knew that was going to be like the end for, for the year. Well, it's the end forever, but at the time I thought it was the end for the year. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. um, I was ready to reverse diet. I was like, okay, I'm going to, you know, take a month or so, get calories back up to my normal maintenance, which for me is like 1800 to 2000, somewhere around there. Um, I can go a little bit higher if I'm tracking super strictly. Um, I prefer not to track super strictly. So I loosely track lower, assuming I'm eating higher, Mm. you know, that whole thing. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that that's a good approach. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, I reverse dieted. It was like October sometime. My calories were back up to maintenance. Um, uh, I was back up to like high one thirties and then my weight plateaued for three to four weeks. And I was like, sweet, I'm done. Here I am. Let's live life. It's the holidays, blah, blah, blah. Um, when I say that, I don't mean that I just started eating whatever. I just meant I'm done reverse dieting. I'm just going to have maintenance and, you know, be, be done. Um, and so then I started gaining even more. So take note, I had gained about 24 pounds back, which I 100% needed and wanted to gain back. I never, yes. not yes. 24 pounds. No, I'm sorry. 16. Like, oh, well, yeah, about like about 22. Yeah. Like I was 116 on show day. And then, you know, within a few days, like some of that water had come back and, you know, that kind of thing. So I was where at my maintenance level around 140 ish or so. And my weight started ticking up again. And I was like, well, that's kind of annoying. I'm eating it. <laughs> I'm tracking still. I'm still working out. Um, you know, what's going on? And it just, it kind of kept going up every single week. It would go up, up, up. Measurements would go up. If it didn't go up one week, it would go up double the next week. And, you know, again, to make a long story short, I ended up gaining about 50 pounds over the course of that year. And so I got up to 164 was my highest. And I hit that in July, I think. I think it was July. Um, yeah, it was July because you know when I hit it, <laughs> you know what this is, Lindsay, but for, for our church, we do like a a trek, you know? And so oh, yes. we were on trek and yes. it was, we had a very intense like hiking day and it like wrecked me. So I was having a lot of hormonal imbalances then, you know, my cortisol was super high. My thyroid levels were low. Um, just like I was feeling really exhausted, not feeling great. And my weight just going up every single week, despite, you know, eating well, exercising, that kind of thing is just not normal. Right. And so during this time I was working with doctors. I had a, I had a holistic coach. I had two doctors that I was kind of one that I was kind of consulting with one that was actually my doctor doctor that was watching things, helping me try to figure things out. And I went on this trek and I came home and I hit the highest weight that I had ever hit and it never came back down. I mean, it did, but not like that week or the week after. You yeah. Know? It yeah. stuck there for another probably two months or so. Um, and then I remember it was interesting enough. It was one year after my last show in 2018 that, um, well, let me back up a little bit. So I had talked to a lot of competitors who this had happened to. They were, you know, you, you compete for too long, get too, stay too lean for too long. And then your body kind of just reacts really negatively and it just kind of goes crazy. It's almost like it needs time to rest and recover. And I don't really know like a scientific reason behind it, but it's, it's almost like your body needs to feel safe again. Like you're taking care of it mm -hmm. and you're loving towards it and you're thinking good thoughts and just kind of living just a healthier holistic lifestyle, you know? And after some time, your body just kind of like, okay, I'm good. I can lose this weight now. Like, again, I don't know any sort of science behind that. I just have heard that from so many people. And that's exactly what happened to me as well. So one year later, I remember 2019 in September, my weight went down one pound on the scale. And I was like, huh, like that was odd enough that I took notice so that I was like, that's weird. One pound. Okay. The next week it was another pound. And I was like, weird. Okay. Here, wait, Lynn's Pause yeah. really fast. Mm -hmm. At this point, were you still tracking? 
Yes. At this point, I was tracking. I had taken times off of tracking in there because my strategy had kind of changed to like, okay, maybe the tracking is stressing me out and I need Mm -hmm. to have more of like a lifestyle approach. And and just so I had times throughout that year where I was tracking. But um, in September, I believe that I was tracking at maintenance. I wasn't really in a deficit at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was focusing on recovery, healing, all that kind of happy stuff, you know, kind of thing. Um, And I I just want to say this really fast. I think that this is really important. Uh, I was listening to Eric Helms talk a little bit about some research on tracking at maintenance. Mm. A lot of times people will say, um, oh, I'm an experienced tracker. I don't like it. It doesn't stress me out. It's like, well, a lot of times if you're living in stress all the time, you don't even know it. Yes. Like I watch, I, you, and, and everybody listening can probably think of at least one person in their life who you're like, you are a stressed mess and they have no idea. They're like, Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so, it's like, no, no. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Like it is so, it's so funny. So, um, it was some interesting, uh, studies that he kind of pieced together Mm -hmm. about how even at maintenance, uh, tracking increases people's cortisol. Yeah. I'm like, Whoa, isn't that interesting? Yeah. So a lot of times when people say, Oh, I'm fine. I can track in maintenance. It's not that big of an issue. I I'm kind of with you lens. I think, no, I think we need to learn to step away. Totally agree. Yeah. And so throughout that year, I mean, like I said, I was working with a coach. We tried lots of different things and we definitely had lots of periods, probably more times than not, not tracking. Did I say that right? That was like a lot of negatives. More time, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> more times not tracking than tracking. But I don't always love to say that because to a lot of people, they think that means I was eating brownies and cookies all day, you know, mm-hmm. and that's not the case. I was eating very healthy, well-rounded, like, you know, I won't go into all the different things I tried over that year because that would be a whole nother podcast. But, um, <laughs> yeah, like I was very conscientious. And then, so all of a sudden I start dropping and I was like, huh, that's strange. You know, and then I ended up actually losing about 10 pounds without, quote, really trying. I put that in quotes because I was living a healthy lifestyle, but I wasn't like dieting necessarily, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, that came off pretty quickly. And then, um, you know, I did some other kind of holistic approaches. I worked with another uh, mentor that I learned a lot of stuff from. I focused on gut health, that kind of thing. And that actually really helped clear up things with my hormones as well, work with my doctor and it's like after that year, things just kind of started working. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. all the things that I was trying to do to lose the weight for, for that first year were not working. And it was it was kind of devastating. And by kind of, I mean totally devastating, you know? Because, I mean, here I am as a trainer, a coach, someone who's on social media in the, quote, public eye, because I realize our public is very small in relation to, like, the world, you know? But in in people's feeds and just like literally getting bigger every single day, like week, you know? And like, I remember crying on my bed thinking like, oh my gosh, am I going to be 200 pounds? Am I going to be 225? Like, is this ever going to stop? You know, because at that time, like it wasn't stopping and it didn't for a long time because I remember thinking that in January and in February and in April, no, no, March. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. Whatever comes after (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was trying to say but like, you know, it didn't stop for 
a long time. So I kind of was warranted in my worry. You know what I mean? <laughs> Is what I was yeah. telling myself. And, you know, it just, and I kept trying all the self-love things. Okay. If my weight gain would just stop, I could figure out how to be happy here. Like I could, I could figure it out. It's fine if it would just stop, but I just want it to stop. You know, that was kind mm -hmm. of where I was at, which is not a very happy place. Yeah. That's, so there really is something to hormones. Yeah. There, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a real thing, yes. right? Not um, it's not at the same time. It is hard because a lot of times, uh, well, maybe you don't feel this way. Maybe you do. Okay. Uh, you've, you've been a coach for a really long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You've worked with the masses and sometimes it's hard because people will, will see one thing on Instagram a reel on Instagram about hormones mm -hmm. and they're, Oh, okay. That's my, that's my, yes. You know, <laughs> that's my that's problem. So how do you know then? Like, I feel like that's the hard thing. How do you know if it is uh, an hormonal imbalance? People are always, I, that's kind of another phrase that I'm like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's Buzzwords are hard because there's some truth to it. That's why they pick up. Yes. But then there's people saying, Using uh, it. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So talk a little about about that. Like, what are your thoughts on it? How do you, how do you know if you're just not giving your body enough time, if you're being too frantic? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to know. Like I have clients that ask me or not clients, but people on social media that ask me that literally every single day. Like it's a great question. And I mean, I think the best way to know would be to get your labs done. I mean, that's so much easier said than done. You know, it's, it's hard to find a good doctor to work with. It's hard to, you know, find someone, well, mainly just find someone that you trust that can help you. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's also expensive. And so then, then the question turns into how do I know if I should get my labs done or if it's just, I need more time or whatever. Right. So, yeah. I mean, some common symptoms that I tell people, you know, uh, I mean, the one that leaves the most up to negotiation with will be the weight issue because a lot of people I'm talking to are saying, you know, well, I'm gaining weight and I don't know why. And then I'm, you know, I press them a little more and I'm like, well, tell me about your nutrition. And they're like, oh, uh, I try to choose healthy foods. I'm like, okay, are, are you managing your nutrition any more than that? Like, are you tracking calories, macros? Well, no, not really. That doesn't make sense to me. So then I'm like, before we talk about hormones, let's talk about that because that's going to be much more important, you know, in, are you in a calorie deficit? If you're not, you can't blame it on hormones. I mean, if we put you in a calorie deficit and I'm, and I'm coaching you and, and we, you know, I, we know what you're doing and this should be working on a healthy individual and it's not at that point. Yeah. You might want to spend the money on labs. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Unless yep. you have more like you're losing your hair, like you're super exhausted, mm -hmm. you know, like if you come home from the gym or your workout and you have to nap, like that's not normal. You should look into that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Were you ever I do. with your thyroid, like super tired? Yeah. I remember one time, um, cause I go get, uh, my labs done a lot mm -hmm. and I learned the hard way. I was so, I remember like I was, it was, it wasn't just a tired, it was like in my chest, a heavy okay. pressing, deep exhaustion. See, I've never, and that's so interesting. That one was like, I couldn't do like the daily stuff. Everything was a drag. It was so deep. And then my hair, 
I remember that was so scary. I started, I just sobbed in the, um, in the shower because yeah. I felt like a cancer patient when I looked down and I saw, yeah. So this was, this was, it did both of my hands. So this was right after I got my half of my thyroid removed and I was deep, the, the hair one, the other one was later on, but, um, I was deep into my, my weight just started ticking up and they were doing labs, trying to trying different, um, medication levels and stuff. And, um, they, it finally stopped after I put on 10 pounds, but at that time, yeah, I, I remember taking a shower and just like washing my hair and looking down and just seeing globs of hair and I just sobbed. Cause yes. I was like, wait, do I have cancer? That like, this is what you see in movies, yes. cancer patients. Right. Yeah. So that would only happened that one time, but I've had other things where uh, then I've gone in and gotten my labs done and they're like, okay, uh, everything looks fine. I'm like, okay, what about T3? Oh, well, we don't need to, we don't, yes. we don't need to test that. That's so frustrating. Right. It is. So that's really, that is a huge red flag. Yep. If you have a doctor that tells you, you don't need T3 find tested, doctor, they don't understand. find a new one. Yep. Yes. That is a huge red flag. Uh, so, uh, they usually look at TSH, mm -hmm. T4 and, and by that they'll be like, oh, well they're in a normal range. Right. And that range can vary so much too. Yeah. Let's explain that the you process may... really quick, if that's okay. okay. Like, you know, our body yeah. produces yeah, TSH, yeah. almost like a signal, you know, uh, to produce your thyroid hormone. So our, then that we produce T4 in response to your TSH, but T4 is not usable by our body. So we convert that into T3, which is the usable form of thyroid. So once you just understand that simple process, it makes yes. no sense why you, why doctors would think that you don't need to test all three. It makes no sense. Because it, you're absolutely right. Fine, like that doesn't mean there's not a conversion process between T4 and T3. And oftentimes exactly. these have pretty easy fixes. There's like, you know, iodine, selenium, like mm -hmm. zinc. There's so many mineral minerals that can help that conversion process. Even if you don't want to go on medication, like just some simple supplements that can help, but you have to test it to know where the issue is. Is the issue with um, producing T4 or is it the conversion from T4 to T3 or are you not producing enough TSH? Like there's a lot. And then, then there's the whole reverse T3 thing as well, you know, but yeah, it's, if your doctor's not testing your, your free T3 levels, then find a new doctor. Cause that means they probably don't understand mm -hmm. just the whole process of everything, you know? And it's okay to say that like a lot of times people go into just a general practitioner who does their blood work. And they're like, well, you, you can't say he doesn't know this stuff. No, actually we can because he's not specialized in everything. Exactly. And to, to think that he is specialized in everything, mm -hmm. well, uh, it's not being kind to him, yeah. I think, yeah, or to I her, agree. I right? Mean, I've talked to many doctors that are like, I, you know, we don't learn much about this in medical school. And so yeah. if it's not that doctor's specialty, I mean, even OBGYNs, they're focused more on, you know, babies and just other parts of women's health, not necessarily optimizing hormones, you know? Yes. Yes. 100%. So yes, hormones do obviously play a huge role. They're mm -hmm. the communication in our body, right? Yeah. If something's not going right 
within, I mean, think about it, your relationship with your husband. If you're not communicating very well, you may exactly. be able to, yeah. yeah, yeah. The relationship may be able to like function okay-ish, right. <laughs> but right. if, if there's not real communication, then you're going to, you're going to suffer. It's going to come out somehow. Yes. And it's yep. the same thing with your body. If mm -hmm. the communication isn't happening, you may be able to function and do things well for a certain time period, but you're going to hit a wall. You are. Yep. hundred percent. Okay, Lynn. So, so I don't want to scare people though, because I do yeah. feel like, I do feel like in the fitness world, if somebody's, if the scale doesn't go down, whatever somebody thinks in a it's matter of seven days, yeah. it's hormones, right, right? right? So we don't want to live in any side of that extreme. And you know what? We have helped a lot of clients whose labs aren't perfect, still see results. Just, I mean, even if you're 50 years old and you're in perimenopause or maybe you're postmenopausal, it doesn't mean you can't see results. It just means you have to do things a little bit differently. Um, you're bouncy, bouncy. I love that you call it that. Like those kind of workouts don't work like when we were 25 years old because our bodies just don't handle stress as well. Um, yes. So we have to do things differently and it might be a little slower even, but who cares? Like who cares if it's a little slower? You can still see results. Like why does it matter if it's as fast as when you were younger? You know what I mean? Yeah. It has more to do uh, with as we age our metabolism has more to do with our activity level mm -hmm. and our loss in muscle. Mm -hmm. So if we can kind of move away from the bouncy, bouncy. Yep. And, and getting and, stronger, building muscle mm -hmm. as much as you can. Yep, exactly. Okay. I love it. I really wanted to talk about, uh, I'm glad we touched on the, the hormones thing because yes. I do believe a lot of people are spending a lot of money that they don't need to. For sure. And, and I like that you said, well, let's look at the big rocks first, mm -hmm. right? Let's look at nutrition. Yep. Are, are you moving? Are you getting sleep? Are mm -hmm. you, you know, taking those walks? Are, do you even know what your nutrition is? Or are you just guessing? Well, and well I'm quote unquote eating healthy. One other thing that I don't know if I should say, but let's just do it. Let's be a little controversial. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do it, Lindsay. <laughs> people have to go lower calorie than you want to go, right? I feel like you, I mean, you probably get it. Yeah. And it's like, I do actually, there's blanket statements out there that are, that are like, women should never be below this amount of calories or this or whatever. But everybody's different. And if your metabolism mm -hmm. is slower, whether that's genetically, whether it's hormonal, so whatever, like, you're going to have to eat lower calorie if you really want to see the results. And so you might think you're in a deficit at 1600 calories because, because the trainer at the gym tells you you should not drop below 1600 calories because you lift weights four times a week, you know, but if you're not seeing results, your maintenance might be like 1800 calories and you might not be in deep enough of a deficit to actually see results, you know? And yeah. And if you're, if you're a really small person, so I'm glad you brought this up because I, recently shared on Instagram, the 1200 diet. I don't mm -hmm. know if you saw that, like, mm -hmm. and where the 1200 diet came from. Oh, it, oh, you mean like 1200, like where that whole stigma of 1200 calories. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And how everybody should be at a 1200 calorie diet. So I had a few people, it's sometimes it's really hard. We talked about this before we started recording. Yeah. Sometimes it's really hard to be, uh, to like produce and put information on Instagram because 
we want to give generalized information to the masses that is needed, but there's always going to be the outliers, right? So I say here like, okay, well, we can't get under 1200 calories. And then somebody gets, somebody is sure to get on and say, but I'm four, eight. (laughs) No, the woman told me she was four, nine. Okay. And I was like, what? Okay. (laughs) Okay. I'm 60 years old. I am. I sit all the time. Like, okay, you're going to. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You are an outlier. Yes. And instead of living though, at low calories, we can dip down into really low calories for a short period of time. Mm -hmm. But majority of the time would be, let's focus on getting you moving more, getting muscle on you. And so, so I like that you brought it up, Lens. is that we do, it is okay for short bouts to move into aggressive low calories. And there are some clients where, um, both in a build and in a cut, they have to go aggressive. Yes. Because they're just more, Wait, am I thinking about this right? They are less adaptive. Did I say that right? Your body just likes to maintain. And so it does, yeah. So you have to get higher and to drop, you have to get lower, but you maintain pretty easily. There's just some people that are like that, right? They're, they really are. And and it's hard because when they come to me for a build and they're like, you never, you say do moderate builds and you have me eating five, 600 calories. And I'm like, I know you're one of those people. You're one of those people. And it's, it's it good so- that you've hired a coach. Yes. When specific, when like one-on-one clients are asking like, well, why am I doing this? When on Instagram yesterday, you said this. And I'm like, I'm a, you're, you have a coach. Like that's, that supersedes everything I say on Instagram. <laughs> it does because you need to speak to the general yes. masses. Yes. So I, and just today I open up Instagram, open up messages and a woman says, I'm at 26% body fat. You said in your build that they should, somebody shouldn't be building at 26 or 27%. I can't remember. But, um, and she goes, but this is how my build's going. I'm using your program. I'm seeing this. I'm seeing this. What should I do? I'm like, awesome. Yeah. Keep doing it. Yeah. Keep doing it. Right. So there, there's people, I think we need to be better at, uh, seeing things, uh, objectively, like stepping back and seeing context too. that. How does that content fit in my context? Yes. I think that that's really important. Yeah. But then there's also the people out there that are like, there's so much information out there that I don't know what fits in my, yeah. Like, I don't know if I should be fasting or vegan or carnivore or tracking macros or eating intuitively. Like, I mean, so I get that as well. I guess that's when you hire a coach and learn. It's interesting because you have to, uh, the pain has to come from somewhere. Like Mm -hmm. the pain of finding out what's right for you has to come from somewhere. Meaning you either have to put in the pain of learning it Mm -hmm. and experiencing it on your own, or you have to put in the pain of taking out your wallet and paying somebody, (laughs) right? There's pain in all of it. And it's going to be different for everybody. And it will depend on your situation. Some people like really don't have the money and they would rather they have Mm -hmm. more time. And I feel like that was probably me like 20 years ago. Now time is my biggest resource and I will pay the money to learn something faster than me learning it on my own. You know? Yes. Yep. 
I love this discussion, Lindsay. I'm going to, we're going to jump to something else Um, because I want to talk about labels because I have Hashimoto's Mm -hmm. uh, and hypothyroidism Mm -hmm. and you have hypothyroidism. Well, I think so. I don't, (laughs) I, what do you, what are you, Lindsay? What's your label? (laughs) I don't know. told you this, but I used to have hypothyroidism. That's what I was told years ago. Yes. Yeah. But when I was trying to fit, like when I was going through all that weight gain stuff, I did a bout of keto because I had a lot of gut issues. So I did a, a bout of keto that actually I remember that up so much in my gut that my free T3 went up to an eight. It went up to an eight. And so it put okay. me hyper. And so I came off all my medication and at that point, doctors, my doctor was telling me, you know, I think it was just lifestyle-induced hypothyroidism. I don't know that you really... Interesting. It. it was just that I was... Uh, it was just that I was uh, dieting a lot and doing, you know, my intense, my intense, like, training and stuff like that that just it was more lifestyle-induced. But now here we are a few years later, and my, my free T3 is, is on the lower. It's like low twos. And so okay. I'm kind of thinking about the idea lately, actually, of, I don't know, seeing if I want to go on medication again to get up into the three to four. I don't know, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I have hypothyroidism or not. <laughs> no. Well, I love that you bring this up though, because a lot of times it is environmentally induced, yes. yep. right? Mm-hmm. So um, I, I think a lot of times we set, yes, we have these, we come into the world with some Genetic switches is what yes. I like to call them. Yeah, right? I love that. Mm-hmm. Predisposition and for something to possibly happen. Exactly. But our lifestyle is what walks over and flips the switch. Yes. One I way love or that. another. It either turns it off or turns it on. You are so good at analogies. You are. Mm. <laughs> I, I'm married to Alex and he has the worst analogies in the he world. Does? But <laughs> he does. Oh my, oh my gosh. He's. He's always like, let me give you an analogy and he'll give me an analogy. And I'm like, that's not working. That's not working. But once in a while, Lindsay, once in a while, his was the light switch one. Oh, that one was his. Yes. So I have to give credit where it's due. That was, that was Alex being like, but, um, no, I, I, that's, that's important to understand though, because just like uh, diabetes, some cases where we are predisposed and we turn on a switch. Yeah. And so well, we can live great, a certain way where it's not, you know? Yes. The great thing is we do have far more control of these things than we give ourselves credit. And I think that that's going back to the label. Um, I love that you don't want to label yourself, Lindsay, because some people love it. Yeah. They're like, no, don't let me let go of this label. I need it. Use. And that I kind of went through that when I was in that year when I was gaining weight. Um, my coach at the time was really helping me kind of break through that. She's like, you're not broken. Because I, I, I had to be very careful with myself. Kind of like I was saying, like I was trying to really focus on resting, recovering. And so I had, you know, weeks off from the gym and like a month off at one point, like time, just lots of walking. And like, I couldn't do what I wanted to do. I couldn't go work out as hard as I wanted to because I was afraid that it was going to do something negative to me because I was in this like horrible trajectory of just feeling crappy and gaining weight, but also not feeling like I could work out like I wanted to because I was worried about my cortisol levels or whatever it is. And Mm -hmm. I really did like feel broken 
like there's something wrong with me. I can't do these things because something's not working inside, you know? And it took a lot of like through that summer to really work through like, you know, just kind of just the mental game of feeling like, I don't know how else to say it besides just like feeling like you're broken and things aren't working. Like, I don't like that. I feel like it's almost like self-inflicting. Like the more you say that I'm broken, yeah. this is not working. The more things don't work, you know, it's like, yeah. Positive, like that negative self-talk. I don't know. If I, I don't know if that's making sense. It's also, it. it's also the more we label things, um, the more our brain wants to find evidence of it. Yes. A hundred percent. And you're like, see, this is why. See, this, I, I mm-hmm. actually, I am really cold. I am hypothyroid because I'm cold all the time and my toes are cold and my, you know, like that's why. I yes. But then you're like, well, I can't lose weight anyway. So I'm going to go eat the cookies. And then. <laughs> yeah. It's a horrible cycle. Yes. It's a horrible cycle. And it's almost like an excuse of why you can't try to, you know, if you feel like mm-hmm. you have something wrong with you, then you think you're not going to see results anyway. So why even try? And then it's mm-hmm. like you have a whole week or a weekend or however long where you're just eating all the food and laying around, not, not being healthy or, you know, doing whatever. And then it's like Monday morning comes you're like, dang it. Why did I do that? No, I'm good. But then you kind of no, actually, I can't see results. It's just this cycle of telling yes. yourself you have a label, you can't see results. And then like your lifestyle becomes that, you know? Yes, exactly. So how do you tear off the label? I feel like as soon as you, as soon as we put it on, and I know I have labels, a lot of labels in my life um, that I've given myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I always tell Alex, like, I suck at adulting. <laughs> that is my label that I wear somewhat with pride, but also like... No, but I need it. I'm freaking cold. I'm freaking cold. Yes. Because I'm, because I'm always cold. My favorite question, my favorite question I ever, I get on Instagram and I got it from you one time, Lindsay is like, it is. Yes. You're like, it is the dead of summer and you are always wearing sweaters. (laughs) Because I'm like, it freezing or is it you that keeps oh my goodness no it's him it's him he's like it's so much fun to cuddle and to be in cozy clothes all year long and i'm like it's really expensive oh my god i like to travel more (laughs) yeah it's so funny but but really like we give our ourselves labels in a lot of things in life and i remember i hated going into the weight room when I first, like that was the men's yes. section that literally in my mind, I had labeled women's section, cardio men's section weights. Mm-hmm. And so when I couldn't run anymore because of my back issues and I was forced into weightlifting, I just remember thinking like, I don't belong here. And every day I would tell myself that I don't belong here. It was just like this thing that I carried yeah. with me where I, I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm constantly telling myself that. And um, I'm just trying to think through, like, I don't even really know what I did to overcome that. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think too. I mean, I think it's just a lot of like reframing your thoughts, you know, when you catch yourself saying it, um, like, I mean, I coach our clients on, you know, 
being very proactive with your thoughts and like really like journaling and like finding those negative thoughts you're hearing a lot and really think through each one. Like, okay, maybe, you know, you want to reframe that into a thought that's believable to you. You don't have to go all the way from, I don't know what I'm doing in the gym to I am the most knowledgeable person in the world. In the gym. <laughs> yeah. there. But you can at least start telling yourself like, no, I'm figuring this out and making a healthy choice for myself today by being here. You know, it's just like those small mm. little shifts. And once that feels normal to you, you can twist a little more. Like I am experienced. I've been lifting weights for a year. Like I know what I'm doing. Like, you know, it doesn't have to jump all the way to I'm an expert, you know, but I think it mm-hmm. kind of helps just like small little reframing of your thoughts to a place that's still believable. Otherwise your subconscious is going to push it away. If you're like, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. New York city, you're like, well, but you're not. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I love that you bring that up because it really is finding that, that thought that is harming you and turning yeah. it into a thought that then serves you. Yes. And you have to like, you don't find to find it, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you just, yeah. yeah, you don't have to be dishonest with yourself either. Mm-hmm. Right. But but we have to turn that thought into a way that serves us. Yeah. So instead of me going into the gym and being like, I don't belong here because mm-hmm. that thought doesn't serve me. It really yeah. just like, it just made me feel like crap Yeah. and it actually like lowered my output in the gym Yeah. I um, because I was like, oh, I, do, I, yeah. Anyways, just, I was so self-conscious mm-hmm. and I had to reframe that to, no, but I'm, I'm learning. No, I'm, yes. I'm learning more. Exactly. Like, and I had to reframe that. And then all of a sudden I got excited about what I was learning. Yeah. And then I, I changed it from, I don't belong here to like, I, I want to find my place here. Oh, I love that. And, and I, I feel like, like that it's just a, a thought that serves you more. You didn't switch to like, I know everything about lifting weights. It's just more, yeah, yeah right. Sorry, go ahead. Because I didn't. I mean, I look back on like a year of weightlifting and what I knew. I didn't know much yeah. com- compared to now. Yeah, for sure. And I hope, in it, I hope by next year I can say the same thing. Like, wow, yeah. I know a whole lot more than I did last year, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So learning to reframe that a lot. Well, Lindsay, this conversation has been so much fun. I, I love, we talked about so I much love much. talking with you. I know. I love talking with you. You're so, you're so much fun. You have such a, a broad experience yourself and with working other people. Um, so tell my listeners like how to find you um, if they would like to work with you, because Lindsay, you are one who I feel like uh, I know your approach. We talk about business yeah. together and I love it. So and um, I believe in your service and I believe you get quality service yeah. and I believe you get coaches mm-hmm. who give quality service and it means yep. a lot to you. It's not, yeah. this is a business, but it's also an exchange of quality yes, for uh, sure. coaching. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I am trainer Lindsay on Facebook, Instagram, and like, I guess, TikTok. I don't know. I don't oh, know. You're on TikTok? I mean, I you mean, did it? Yeah. I post stuff <laughs> there. I don't know. It's like, I go through, okay. Okay. Me and TikTok is like 15 years ago, Lindsay, and food. On Monday, I'm like, 
I'm doing TikTok. I'm going to be all in on content on TikTok. <laughs> I'm like, screw TikTok. I hate it. I'm going back to Instagram. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. That's so funny. But you are on TikTok. Okay. So if you guys out there are addicted to TikTok, then find Lindsay. Yeah. It's fun. It's just it's whatever, you know. <laughs> that yeah. is so funny. And you have a website too, right? I do. Yes. It's moxiebylindsay.com. M-O-X-I-E by Lindsay. And I'm Lindsay with an E-Y. Yes, we, we are. I'm A-Y. She's E-Y. Same, but different. We are the same, but different. <laughs> I remember getting so excited because somebody thought that they knew me. They're like, oh, you, I was so young on Instagram. Oh, you're Lindsay. I'm like, yeah, what's, oh, I think I follow you. What's your handle? I'm like lifting Lindsay. And they're like, oh no. <laughs> oh, I, fo I follow trainer Lindsay. I'm like, oh, <laughs> so, I'm just, I'm just living in your shadow, Lindsay. Too. They thought that someone thought that I was you, but then they realized that they weren't thinking of either of us. They were actually thinking of uh, Lindsay <laughs> Elder Elrit, uh, what's her name, with Big Mountain Barbell, Lindsay up, up north. Oh, yeah. That is so funny. So it's not even, oh man. Okay. <laughs> we're never as big as we think we are. No. <laughs> Just There's kidding. always another Lindsay in the gym. So <laughs> always. That is so funny. Lindsay, I love you. I love the space that you hold in. You are, you are awesome. Thank you so much. It was fun having you on. <laughs> okay. Well, we will talk to you later. Bye-bye.